0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda.
0: And this is day four of season 97. Our first question asks for the name of a device on a modern guitar that holds the strings in place and transfers their energy to the top of the instrument.
1: So I couldn't really figure out what this was, like, even what sort of part of the guitar this was asking for. hmm Uh, like, I don't know what the top is. Does that mean the, uh, the, the front, the kind of the face? Does it mean the, the neck? I just didn't, I didn't know, so I just kind of went through what are the parts of a guitar that I know, and, you know, like, frets? No, that's, like, the part where you put your fingers. Uh, there's the neck, but no, that's the part the frets are on. Um, so I thought uh, maybe this is the frog. I don't know what that is, but I think there's a frog in mm. stringed instruments generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of rang a bell. And since I couldn't figure out what this thing was, I figured, <laughs> well, it must be something I don't know what it is. So we'll go with frog.
0: Yeah, this one really stymied me for quite a while um, for the same reason. And I really uh, don't love the writing of this question because I agree that the top of the guitar is not very descriptive or at least not sufficiently descriptive because are you talking about you know the front face of the guitar is that the top are you talking about the top part of the guitar below the neck are you talking about the you know sort of the neck and the head of the guitar at the other end like it's I I still don't quite know what that means transfer string energy to the top of the guitar Um, so I just kind of relied on terms that I might've heard of and I've taken guitar lessons. So Mm. I, I was feeling pretty, um, like extra flustered (laughs) by this question because I was like, I, I'm sure I know guitar terms. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I went through some of the same ones you talked about, like, is this talking about like, the head of the guitar? Is it talking about the, the keys that you turn to tune the strings? Is it talking about the neck or the fretboard itself? Um, is it talking about some other part that I don't, you know, know about, but it, you know, when it says that it uh, holds the strings in place, um, the, the thing that I could really think of is the part where the strings attach below, you know, on an acoustic guitar, there's the hole that amplifies the sound or, you know, on a, an electric guitar, it's just kind of there, like below the pickups, I guess. Um, and so I thought I know in a violin, which I've also played as a, as a kid, um, has a bridge that kind of braces up the strings. And so they're attached at the, you know, sort of at the base of the violin or other stringed orchestral instrument. Um, And then they go over the bridge, which maintains the tension as they go up to the, you know, the the neck and the head of the stringed instrument. And I thought maybe that's what this is called on a guitar, too. Maybe it's the bridge. Um, I still went through back and forth. Like, there's something called a plectrum. Like, that's a term I've heard in reference Mm. to guitars. But I was pretty sure that was either just in reference to an actual guitar pick, like that's the technical name. Or it's the, um, like, there'll be a piece of other material, especially on an acoustic guitar, um, that's covering an area right below that amplifying hole so that you, when you strum, you don't, like, scrape up the surface of the guitar. It's just, like, a, a piece of plastic or, you know, like, a usually black. Um, and so I thought, I don't think that refers to this. The plectrum is something about plucking or strumming so I don't think that's what this is, and I'm at this point completely out of guitar terms uh, to pick from. <laughs> so I went with bridge because I was like, at least that doesn't sound too far off the mark. It's probably wrong, but I, you know, I'll I, I I'm at least in the right area. I think of the instrument,
1: and that was correct.
0: <laughs> well done. Oh, Goddamn. <laughs>
1: Wow. I <laughs> I did
0: not think I was getting that one. I
1: definitely would have given you like one point if we'd been playing each other on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Just because you play guitar.
0: I have, yeah. And I apparently I learned a term yeah. without knowing it, but I also maintain this is kind of a hard... This question is not... It's mm-hmm. It feels murky. Mm-hmm.
1: Question two asks us, what country... Uh, had a one hundred and fifty word legislative act signed into law in nineteen forty eight, enacted in nineteen forty-nine, that declares the description of the state shall be the Republic of Blank.
0: Yeah, so this one, the country that came to mind right away was Israel, and that's partly because uh in reading about current events lately, um particularly what uh Netanyahu, I believe it is, is trying to do hmm. um in restructuring the court system or other aspects of the government, uh, it's, it's often mentioned that Israel doesn't ha- really even have a constitution, hmm. like which is a, a thing that is hard for an American to imagine. We have these, you know, sort of founding set of documents, and for some people, they're nearly religiously sacred, um, and they continue to reverberate and affect how we do everything. Um, But other countries aren't necessarily like that. And I hadn't really paused to think about it until reaching, you know, my my 49th or 50th or whatever year of life here. So I thought, well, it sounds like this could be Israel then, because that sounds about the right time frame, you know, the kind of minimalist document that creates this state. And I have no idea if Israel is a republic or not, but You know, it didn't seem like an insane thing for it to be structured as, so I put down Israel.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much the same there. 1948, I think, Israel.
0: Uh,
1: I'm mm -hmm. fairly certain that that was when it was founded. I figured, okay, well, maybe the official enactment was a little later. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, Executive Authority External Relations Act, that kind of sounds like something that would have been done in the british palestine sure. times and when you know sort of the decolonization of palestine or as some may think of it the recolonization of palestine into mm. israel mm-hmm. um that sure that kind of makes sense that that would have been the same uh that that would have been the the times involved, and yeah, is Israel a republic? I mean, as much as a lot of places are, sure, it's you mm-hmm. know, it's got a parliament, uh, it's got elected representatives who right. uh, who legislate and execute the laws of the land. So yeah, we'll go with Israel.
0: Unfortunately, the correct answer is Ireland.
1: Never would have got to it.
0: I, I don't think I would either. Um, I you know I don't have that bit of history pinned down. Until now. Yep. So that's my today I learned. <laughs> uh, question three asks us uh, what first National Book Award winner uh, featured the uh, title character of a man with an extraordinary limb? This or is, what was the extraordinary limb?
1: This is the man with the golden arm, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is about Harold. I, I've never oh, read okay. it myself. Um, right. I, I think Sinatra made a film uh, from it, starred in a film based on it, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I just I just have this kind of perception, uh, that that that's what it was about, and that was why it was this very literary uh, thing that got a lot of awards. Okay. And it's not like, I I, I don't believe that it's like literally a dude with a gold arm. hmm um, So that's you know I I don't know that I could have no I do know I definitely could not have told you who wrote it. <laughs> I yeah. probably couldn't have told you what decade it was written in, but mm. a man with what extraordinary limb to me says, yeah, that's the man with the
0: golden arm. Uh huh. Yeah, I had much the same thinking, although my assumption had been that it was about baseball somehow. Mm, so be. it, you better look it up because we're going to really <laughs> insert some bad ideas in people's heads um, if we continue on this way. Um, but I, I did surely go on, you know. Basically, having heard of this title, and it's a funny, distinctive title, so mm-hmm. the man with the blank, you know, limb type, the man with the golden arm is just a phrase that hangs together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So what is the the actual uh, He is called that because idea. of his
1: skills in dealing cards, but also because of the heroine that he uses.
0: Okay. Well, says, there you go. Says TV Tropes. So you have a much better memory for that than me, then. <laughs> Um, and I will try to try to remember that the next time this comes up in 20 seasons, it right. asks what was that about? Yeah, um, reasonable. I'll say heroin and cards. Because
1: yep, we were correct. It was golden arm. Indeed. Question four asks us for the term for the square root of negative one. Not mm-hmm. the not the symbol for it, right. but the term.
0: Yes, in other words, like what describes this type of number? Um, and these are imaginary numbers. They're just things that are really just kind of a mathematical construct that, um, makes certain equations about things like electricity work. Um, and that's philosophically kind of an intriguing concept if you are, uh, inclined to think about it. But I just know that, you know, the way this is described, the square root of negative one, I know is, is the letter I. And I know that the I stands for imaginary. And yeah, this is just one of those math things that, again, kind of a novel, you know, brain teasing concept. And thus it's stuck with me all these years since calculus and physics and all that kind of thing. So I put down imaginary.
1: Yeah, same here. I, I just I, I read that note a bunch of times to make sure that, yeah. OK, yeah, that's because this is definitely I. That the descriptor is okay, yeah. You know, first letter of, you know, that's that's imaginary. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a mathematician explain to me what good imaginary numbers actually are because they're actually useful in the real world, not oh, just yes. math. Oh, no, um, yes. And, and I probably forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> so, this is one of the rare math ones that I just knew cold. Uh huh. So, this is imaginary.
0: Yeah, same here. And that was correct. Uh, question five is perhaps the most gratifying question. <laughs> Of the season thus far, and it asks, uh, in its simplest form, which U.S. state is the country's most densely populated?
1: You just straight up told me this a few weeks ago. <laughs> I did. Like the you were. I don't. I don't know whether you were doing statele at the time or you were just telling me about it later. But you just straight up asked, like, "Hey, what do you think the most populated state in the country is?" I was. I was like, I don't know, "Probably Connecticut, maybe Rhode Island, one of those." You said, "No, it's New Jersey." Mm-hmm. I said. Okay, I can see that, even though I have lived in some barren-ass parts of
0: New Jersey. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, let me tell you something. There is not a lot around Fort Dix. It's true. Um, but there's true. enough people squoze up into the north part and mm. squoze down into the south part that all in all, the state is, is dense, despite being empty in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew that this was New Jersey. I looked at the other ones and like, okay, 11th most populous overall that sounds about right sure. um, in particular because of the area code history that I have in my head uh, you know instead of like remembering how old our children are and, you know, <laughs> I know the area code thing and I'm not going to explain that here uh, but if you ever if you ever catch me in person ask me about the area code stuff and mm. I will give you a solid 15 minutes that will <laughs> bore you to death within four.
0: You will regret about
1: it. area codes. <laughs> so I knew I, so I knew this was New Jersey and there you go.
0: Yeah. This one, I just want to kind of give the shout out to Statel, which is a, a little webpage game that came out on the distant heels of wordle. Um, because once people got through all the iterations of wordle and Quartal and, and however many they've done, uh, some enterprising game creator in France, I want to say, came out with Worldle, which gives you the silhouette shape of a country and, you know, has you guess what country it is. Then later they came out with um, bonus rounds. So that if you, used to be if you get that right, then you get to go on the bonus rounds. Now they just let you go on the bonus rounds because it's more learning and that's more fun. So the bonus rounds are like, uh guess the neighbors of that country and again it just shows the silhouettes to you and you have to guess what those countries are guess the capital um guess the longest uh, or no that's the state of one um you know guess other facts about the country basically mm-hmm. like currency and that kind of thing and then at the end it'll it'll give you a paragraph you know pulled from wikipedia about the basics of that country when uh so i started doing that when i heard about that coming out and i've been doing it for quite a while now then that person or persons i don't know really who's behind it um came out with statal about the 50 u.s states in the six territories and i was even more delighted because it's one of my great trivia gaps in knowledge things like um you know what states are less so what states are next to each other but uh the state capitals in particular is like finally someone procrastination pays off again someone effectively put together flashcards <laughs> that I can just play a little bit of on a daily basis and kind of shore up my knowledge of the states and similarly to the countries they do, you know, guess the state itself, um, you know, guess the uh neighboring states around it, uh guess the capital guess the flag which is perhaps the most amusing bonus round of them all because so many flags just have the name of the state written on them yeah sometimes in yeah. large bold font yeah uh, other times you have to zoom in a little bit but it's there in the state seal or whatever um and this is a thing i had no idea about till i was an adult because michigan does not we have a bunch of latin mm-hmm. you know uh, you know about seeking a great peninsula and this kind of thing so in any case Statele has shored up a lot of my knowledge around state capitals. I'm so happy that I kind of finally don't feel totally at sea when I have to think about like, what's the capital of the Washington state? Like, that was one that would have, you know, totally threw me off. Sure. Anyway, this is getting very long and boring as well. So <laughs> welcome to my version of the area code thing. But the paragraph on New Jersey, when it was one of the states that was uh, presented as, as that day's game, mentioned this fact that New Jersey is uh, the most densely populated state. And I thought that's weird. I would think it would be a little tiny state that's basically just a county or a couple counties worth mm-hmm. just full of people like mm-hmm. Connecticut or whatever. Um, and so I I do this at breakfast every day and I, and I, I thought to myself that would make a good trivia question or <laughs> just kind of a good trivia fact to have on hand because... Sure it's an unusual one it's kind of like a surprising one it has a little bit of flair to it because you wouldn't guess Mm -hmm. you know new jersey unless you knew it was new jersey and so long story short i too knew this cold because finally i you know am not totally ignorant of my own country's uh basic geographical facts and i've added some fancy ones as well (laughs) so i put down new jersey
1: and that was correct question six asks us what band which took its name from the answer to the question of life the universe and everything had its biggest hit in 1986 with something about you
0: yes um so if i was already delighted by this match day for the new jersey question (laughs) i was in ecstasy over this one because this is a song that i taped off the radio as a kid and some of you of a certain age will barely know what i'm talking about (laughs) when i say that out loud but back in the cave days when i you know was otherwise going around wearing you know leopard skins and clubbing people um we had these things called boom boxes and they often had a cassette deck in them well that was Chiefly, what they had, mm-hmm. plus a radio, and you could record stuff off the radio, just stuff that was playing, and then you'd have a cassette of it and be able to play it back and play it in the car, or, you know, whatever. But this is one of those classic 80s songs that has like barely any, you know, meaningful lyrics um, and kind of an ooh ooh chorus that just, you know, it's very catchy and very hooky and very mid 80s sounding. Um, and at the same time, like the something about you definitely cued the song, you know, like the playback of the song in my head, but I hadn't realized this connection with hitchhiker's guide that was mentioned in the question and the answer to life, the universe and everything, which is 42. And so that really just triggered. I was like level 42 and it's like, I'm sitting back in my, you know, preteen or teenage bedroom waiting for this thing to come on and hitting record. And, you know, and you get a little bit of like the DJ talking over stuff and whatnot. So it's a very, I I don't know if I have that tape still. I, I doubt it. Um, but I'm going to have to dig it up if I do pretty soon. Um, and just, you know, all knowledge is worth having. And apparently I retained (laughs) that one as a key memory. Um, but I, I knew for a certainty, once it was cued by the Douglas Adams clue that this is level 42.
1: I don't remember this song. I'm sure I would if I heard any oh, part of would. it. Oh, you would. Oh, my God. Uh, I tried, <laughs> like, thinking, okay, if that's the, that's the title, so it's probably a lyric in the chorus. And I tried singing it, and like, no, nah, that's... I had a couple of things that kind of sounded like it, but they weren't quite it. And I just couldn't think of the band. I knew that it was it was going to have 42 in it somewhere but mm-hmm. i I tried thinking of you know forty two forty two lift balloons <laughs> forty two gex. It's like the earlier version of a hundred gex uh, <laughs> some forty two, some forty two. like no, that would they were like pop punk. They were much later., Yep. and I just I couldn't think of anything, so I finally just said, well, it must be forty two. Yeah. there we go. That's all I'm gonna do with it.
0: Well, it was level forty two. it was well done. Sorry to say. I. I don't want to, I'm going to at least find the YouTube video for it so you can hear it and you'll be like, oh my God, I totally know that. Sure. Um, So this left me with five on the day. Well done. uh, Which I was very, uh, well, largely delighted with. It was a different five than I thought I was getting. Mm -hmm. Um, But so there's, I'm a touch disappointed that I didn't quite make it to the beer, but I wasn't gonna. (laughs) So I'll have to accept that and be pleased with it.
1: Reasonable, yeah. I had
0: three. Mm. Oh, well, this was an odd set of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a fair
1: set. Just mm. stuff I didn't know, stuff I wasn't gonna grab onto.
0: Mm. Yeah, just a couple of oddballs there. Yeah. No, some days are like that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's it for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.